1: How are your elbows? Tell me about them. What are they up to?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I regret even talking about them and then publishing it on a podcast.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> Express your elbow concerns and elbow love. People uh, out there, free the elbow.
0: Like, I don't know what it is. I think there's something where, you know, when it's about to rain, they, they're they fine. <laughs> but when the weather's, you know, quite you know warm and sunny, they just completely dry out, almost like, you know, the elbows are the barometer of the body. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to, their elbows are the barometer of the body Yeah <laughs> Like, oh, that's amazing Like a barometer, like a like a weather vane
0: Exactly, yeah basically. That's what your elbows are, yeah Because that's how they test babies' balance, isn't it? Anyway It so is, what that is
1: true, actually
0: What I've been doing to counteract the dry elbows Is putting a little bit of chapstick on them <laughs> That
1: is so strange Is it? Why don't you just get some cream? Like go go get some Vaseline, body lotion, or something. Just lather your elbows with it.
0: Chapstick's just the thing I've got handy, and actually it's a bit of a problem because it's so small that I just keep not having enough for my lips. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've smeared it all over my elbows. God, how big are your elbows? Well, how much know, of these chapsticks are being wasted on your elbows?
0: Where does an elbow start and end, really? You know.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. That might yeah. be one for the people listening at home, I think. Where does your elbow <laughs> start know. and end?
0: How do you measure an elbow? How do you measure an elbow? You measure you measure, measure <laughs> an elbow.
1: <laughs> for those for those people not familiar with Rent, the musical.
0: <laughs> our, all our listeners will be familiar with I've, Rent. The musical, definitely. Don't I worry. think all our <laughs> listeners will be, will be familiar. Well, should we get on with this episode? Get on with the
1: episode. <laughs> Can you feel it? Oh yeah! for Alexia Fruit, Fruit, Alexia Oh yeah! Fruit, Alexia Never going to get tired, that theme song. It's a classic. It's an instant classic.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you say that. We're already how many episodes in? This is probably number four now, I think. Yep. And by the time we get to the end of Pop Stars, how many episodes? I think we've got 14 episodes of Series 1.
1: Yeah, 14 or 15 or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then we're probably going to go straight to Series 2. Afternoon. So what are you going
1: to get rid of this theme song and make another one that's more appropriate for the next series?
0: No, I just think that maybe we're going to be sick of it. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, I don't think that that's very fair to your mm. songwriting capabilities. I actually think <laughs> it's a classic. And in years to come when, you know, Reader's Digest magazine or Innovations magazine puts out top 50 greatest podcast theme songs of all time, yeah, I don't think it is too much of a stretch to say that Fruity Alexia will actually be up there.
0: Oh good. Well that's very kind of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And You're once welcome. we've once we've done series two of Pop Stars, do you have any ideas for what we want to do after that?
1: I was thinking about this. There was a really great, really bad Australian reality show. It was an early dating one. It was called Temptation Island. Right. That was a really good. Um
0: That's gone on to be like a bigger brand, hasn't it? Like it it's has. is it still
1: I- going now? No, I think it's sort of been was probably been changed up into different formats and stuff. I also loved the first series of The Mole because it was filmed in Tasmania.
0: (laughs) The Mole, the Mole. (laughs) Was it filmed in Molesworth? Is that why they called it The Mole? (laughs) I
1: thought it was filmed in. Wasn't it filmed in Richmond? Wasn't there a bit of it in Richmond where they went through the maze at the very end?
0: Oh, probably. I think they were you know using all of Tasmania's delights to show on
1: screen. Yeah. Um. So I think that'd be good. And also, you know, there's there's so many really great like. Even if they're not Australian, like there was this really great now very problematic, um, reality show many years ago in America. It was it was um it was like a dating show, and it was featured a girl whose name was Teela Tequila.
0: Teela Tequila,
1: yeah, and she was uh, bisexual, and um, it was very problematic. Now, you know, in hindsight, yeah, um, in terms of how they basically objectified and pit. Pitted people against each other and boys versus oh, right. girls and girls versus versus boys and it was it was I think it was called in love with Tila tequila or something like that. It oh, was really really good. She oh, was fabulous. There was that and awful
0: one as well. Um, what was that called? There's something about Miriam. I think we don't touch that one with a. There's something about barge Miriam. Pole. That's right. Yeah. Isn't that
1: dreadful? We should look at that and we should examine.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know if it needs the. Does it need the airtime? I don't know about that one. <laughs>
1: It doesn't need the airtime, but maybe we need to shame some people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you nothing. Know, you know, I love nothing more than to shame people.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: If I can shame somebody or call them out, I will so do it.
0: Yeah. This is what I uh, live with everybody listening at home. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not kidding. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well,
0: it was quite a good episode
1: of Pop Stars this week. Did you think? Yeah, I agree. I actually really like this episode. It's funny
0: because we're almost to the point now where I think. They're about to reveal who the band is and we're only sort of
1: four episodes in. But it feels so weird. <laughs> it is quite strange to think that there were so um, few episodes in this audition period because, it, um you know, my memory of the whole time was that yeah. actually this, this part went on for so long. But actually four episodes and they're going to announce them next episode, pick them next episode or whatever. It's yeah. crazy how quickly it's gone.
0: It's quite exciting, and I just can't think what they're going to do for the next few episodes, but, you know, that's why everyone's come along to listen, right, so I shouldn't talk about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, let's get into it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. Okay, so this week opens with some problems with Cherry Weston-Pierce, one of our favourite contestants, of course. Uh, Nerves are getting the better of her as pressure mounts in the competition. The judges can't agree on what to do with her. Meanwhile, the remaining 17 contestants are singing Empty Room on repeat to the point of distraction. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to hear that song ever again. Uh, The auditions continue and we see the stress of the judges affecting the mood in the room. They let a few contestants know they're out of the competition in some really awkward exchanges in what looks like a corridor or a stairwell or something like that. And then it's the final audition day. Still, We're still in the big hall, the town hall in Newtown. Uh, the contestants get split into three groups of five. They go off to wardrobe and get dolled up for the final performance slash final audition, I suppose. And the performance happens to a massive crowd of 17 people in a humongous empty <laughs> room slash town hall. And the judges panic about having to make a decision. In the end... They whittle it down to 10 contestants and they, instead of announcing it there and then, they decide to send everyone home while they deliberate on who will become the first winners of Popstars Australia. Alexia.
1: So. That was a pretty good recap. Oh, thanks. It made me think of a whole bunch of things I wanted to mention as well. So, good recap.
0: Okay, good. That's good. All right. Well, let's get into it then. I thought cuz the episode sort of starts with Cherry weston Pierce who's clearly just having a bit of a nervous moment to herself out in the corridor while everyone else is still working. And um, well she's
1: like she's really young and I think they said in the episode before she it's her first time away from home and I you know it could be really scary when you're in a big big city and you know you're away from everybody you know.
0: Yeah, and you're on TV and you're being judged yeah, constantly. Yeah, that's
1: right. And then what the nature of what you're doing as well. So I think it's a multi-layered experience for Cherry.
0: Yeah. And it's sort of, it doesn't really focus on what's wrong with her too much, but it's more about how the judges are dealing with her, having to leave the room. And it seems like Jackie O's gone to console her a little bit and find out what the problem is.
1: Yeah. I have to say, like, watching Jackie O do it, I just thought, God, that poor woman, you know, well, she herself was a young woman and, you know, she's sort of sent there to, because I guess she's the woman. So she's sent to kind of console Cherry. Um, you know, Michael and Chris just sort of stand there and kind of. Yeah you know, Jackie comes up to kind of talk about, you know, what's going on with Cherry and after they've had their little chat, um, Michael and Chris just sort of send Jackie back as if they can't go and do it, but yeah. off you go, lady, you go. <laughs> and she kind of comes down the stairs and I notice when, this is Jackie O, when she's coming back to talk to the to the other guys about Cherry, you know, she kind of looks at the camera or maybe the people behind the camera, like the director or the producer or whatever, almost in a way of like, you know, it does this need to be on camera kind of thing? I right. Felt yeah, it yeah. was kind of this uncomfortable, like, moment. Well, not uncomfortable, but, like, a, a now in hindsight uncomfortable moment where, like, mm, should this even be on camera? Because in the end, you know, when we don't really find out what Cherry's issue was, maybe that's why because Jackie didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, fair enough. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense. But, you know, to the other two judges, they... They both seem quite angry about it.
1: They seem so furious. They're so so angry.
0: Yeah, I think Michael Napthali is worried about time, and Chris Morris is just having a hissy fit. Really, like he's there going, you know, it's been twenty whole minutes. It's not fair on the other girls, you know, and it actually makes Michael Napthali look slightly more compassionate and sympathetic. It does. Yeah, Michael <laughs>
1: Napthali kind of comes out of this the slightly more measured person, you know, out of that out of that um, duo this episode in that moment and. I think it's partly because at this point when they're about to sign the final five, you know, I guess it's over to the recording company, you know, over to um, Warner. And so Chris Moss is like, you know, time is money. And that's kind of like a first glimpse, I think, of what the ultimate girls, the ultimate chosen girls have to go through. You know, it's that time is money thing. And you can, you know, we know now how, punishing the schedule was for the actual members of the band and what they had to go through after they won the competition and filmed the rest of the show and went on to embark on their tour and everything. Um, So it's kind of a bit of a sign of the times there and, you know, poor Cherry, she definitely wouldn't have coped if this is how she's coping with, you know, with the auditions. But then again, as I say, she was like a young girl.
0: And it's funny, though, because it's funny that they don't just go, well, she's out, you know, because clearly they wanted her to come back. So I reckon she was up there as one of the hot contenders, you know.
1: Do you think so? See, I was thinking about this too. Like, they don't just chuck her. They let her come to them to speak to her, uh, to speak to them about, you know, whether or not she wants to go. And I think Jackie O says something to her like, So are you going to go? Like as if it's already been a conversation that's been had off camera. Right, yeah. That that was an option pitched to her or pitched to them by her. And so I was thinking, was it because they really loved her as one of the ultimate members of the group or was it that they just really wanted to string it along from a television production point of view? Because, you know, she doesn't make it to that final cut of people because as the narrator says, she um, disqualifies herself. Or whatever he says. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, mm, if she doesn't make those final sort of group songs where they all where they'll sing Empty Room, maybe it just is, you know, it was a moment in time that they've just fleshed out with all the editing.
0: Yeah. And that's what bit- it kind of felt like to me. To be honest, they've spent so much time talking about her storyline and she, you know, she decides to leave on her own terms. And I feel like after she's gone, there well, <laughs> really goes story, their only interesting uh, B story, you know. <laughs> That's right. This was
1: like the, this was totally the only thing that had a story arc to it. And now she's fucking off home. Yeah. <laughs> it was really so, strange.
0: Yeah. Poor Cherry. But, um, you know, if Cherry, you're out there and you're listening, we'd actually love to have you on to, you know, interview you so get in touch
1: we would love to (laughs) and we would also love to know if like at the end of of your um, time on camera you say that you're going to go home and get everything pierced this that and everything pierced oh that's right we want to know what you got pierced yeah um so drop us a dm cherry if you're listening
0: (laughs) i'll (laughs) tell you what
1: i'll tell you something about cherry yeah i went on a bit of a google of cherry she is now an actor all right and she's got a Facebook page and she's got, um, I think, some credits on IMDb. Yeah. Um, and one of the credits on Facebook isn't actually bad.
0: Oh, right. Like a water yeah. rats or something? No, that's probably too. <laughs> <little bit>. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's
1: like a little um, indie movie or like a little short or maybe used as like an audition piece. But, yeah, she's actually not bad. It's not a bad piece.
0: All right. She, hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Cate
1: Blanchett level, right. but I'm just saying it's, you know, it's, a, it's not bad. Yeah,
0: but it's not like she's run off to Hollywood. It's like an Australian sort of Yeah, it's
1: like thing. a little Aussie thing.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, that's well, good to hear that she's still, you know, out and about. And, you know, could you see any piercings in the clip? Do you know what I was just <laughs> thinking? You're going to ask me that. <laughs>
1: um, I don't think so.
0: Maybe it's a repeated pattern. Every time she turns up for a job, they just go, look, Take we really out. like what you did. Do you mind just taking <laughs> all the piercings? Get it out. <laughs> yeah, and then as soon as you go goes home she has to you know make sure there are no magnets around (laughs) (laughs) while she gets redressed yeah (laughs) yeah um and then actually aside from the little spat at the beginning there there wasn't a whole bunch of judge stuff in this episode it was sort of more about the um the contestants but i did spot like quite near the beginning there's a this little shot where they're all watching um, all the judges are sitting on the stage in the town hall, watching everyone. And Anna Kiprios kind of goes to the others. You know, Katie, Katie Underwood, she's someone who's never had a dance lesson in her life, and she's absolutely nailing everything. You know, so well,
1: it's true. Yeah, you know what it is, Katie and a couple of them, Belinda and Tiffany, especially these. You know, the three of the girls are getting the band at the end. Um, you know, you can actually really, really see that they are like finishing their moves. Yeah, you know, I think that's the big thing with like pop dancing and girl group dancing and, and, you know, boy band dancing, Um, you know, even in a little bit later when you see them all go into their separate groups and sing Empty Room, Sophie of her group is the only one that sort of finishes her moves. And, you know, maybe these people are not going to go on to be, you know, Rudolf Nureyev or Mikhail Baryshnikov ballet dancers, but you can kind of see that there are some of them that just clearly have that understanding of, what is actually required, the sharpness of the dance move, the actual extension of their arms, and really finishing it off so they they get the showmanship of it.
0: Yeah, like committing the movement to every beat, you know. And there
1: are some of them that are just trying to be a little bit more fluid and casual and more sort of sexy and sensual, but... You know, I think we could all probably know now that the veil has been lifted because of reality television. We're able to see that you know sexy things on t v are rarely actually sexy in practice <laughs> you know in actual real time sex scenes and dancing and sensual moments are very rarely sensual and sexy, yeah. and, I think you can kind of see that in this it's a it's a it's a good um It's about accuracy, isn't it?
0: It's like hit your mark on the beat and that's what a good dancer is. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And there's, you know, this weird, I suppose we do see the judges a bit as they're letting, I think they let about five, uh, they must let eight people go in this episode, I think. But it's all done like standing in this little corridor. (laughs) And you do kind of see, I think you spot, there must be two camera operators because you see like a couple of different angles, I think.
1: Well, so I was thinking about this, like it, Mm. um, it, is weird. I couldn't quite figure it out like they started the day with 17 girls, right?
0: Yeah, 18 including Cherry, I think.
1: 18. Yeah. And then they have, they take it down to 13 at the end of the episode, but they only chuck out three girls and they have three groups of five. Oh, so yeah. if they had 18 and they chucked out three girls, you see them knock back two girls plus Cherry Culls yeah. herself. That takes him down to 15. Then they have three groups of five sing.
0: Yeah. But then they chuck another five, don't they, at the end?
1: They, they must. I forgot but, but, that bit. Well, maybe they do, but then I'm not sure if it's just like the narrator and how it's kind of paced. Maybe yeah. I misunderstood it, but I feel like the numbers were off throughout the episode yeah, until very end mean. when, of course, there's ten.
0: Yeah, and they do that big sort of montage of like- The ten of them. And then we're down to the final ten and they say everyone's names and have like this most awful, god-awful still that they've pulled from the VHS tape of everybody. I mean,
1: (laughs) if I was Sophie Monk, I wouldn't want to speak about pop stars ever again just because of the still they used in that scene. Yeah. Is she (laughs) blinking? (laughs) Her mouth is kind of like half open. like Yeah. I mean, none of them are very flattering stills.
0: No. And one of them's randomly she's at the beach or something. <laughs> you know, that's so weird. Anyway, it was, you know, very low production values in the very episode. low production values.
1: And also the other thing too, by the end of the episode, I know we've sort of jumped to the end now and we'll we'll mm. go back to, to where we were, but um at that that final scene where there's the ten of them, mm. where they say who they've picked, um, we've not even heard of three of them, two or three of them. <laughs> like not even a whiff of them.
0: Yeah, one of so them it's quite I, strange. I had to like stare at her, but I think is one of them the one who was giving Katie Underwood the headlock at the airport in the last no. episode. It's not Louise some, Oh yeah, sorry.
1: Yes it is. Yes, about in the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Louise Messenger or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. And then there's one of them's like Lee Short and who Lee I Lee Short. She goes on the Pop Tarts. Of the, yeah, she's one of the Pop Tarts since she. Yeah. Um, but n- you don't meet them really properly no. during. They the- talk
1: about another one called Jodie Joy Smith, and you never even hear of uh-huh. her. Yeah. Um, and of course, you get you know the girls we know: Chantel, Sophie, Katie, Belinda. Yeah. And Sally. whatever
0: the other one is, yeah. And
1: then you get <laughs> Tiffany, of course. I mean, no disrespect to Chantel, I don't know how come how they didn't pick Tiffany from the beginning. <laughs> I That's mean, true. We should yeah. talk about this next episode, actually.
0: Yeah, you know what, I have in my head that maybe they talk about it in the next episode. Oh, do they? Yeah, like talking about the mix rather than the individuals.
1: Uh, Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, to that, okay, so then maybe I'll be validated with my why didn't they just pick Tiffany from the outset sort of situation. But, um, you know, to that point, you know, as we've already talked about and we've already identified that they're really just retrofitting a girl band here. They have yeah. the songs, you know, Empty Room is, you know, goes on to be the B-side on the single for Poison. Mm-hmm. So they already are, they have all the songs in the can. They're just trying to retrofit all the boy, the voices, all the personalities. They're really looking specifically for those different identities to kind of emulate the Spice Girls because that was part of the success of the Spice Girls was that everybody could relate to one of them and, yeah. You know, you'd you'd like all of them or you know, you'd have one that you really related to and that was something they really wanted to emulate here with with these girls. You know, they weren't looking for like, you know, the TLC, En Vogue, um those or Destiny's Child, which was out at the same time, all these girl bands everyone dressed the same. Yeah. They were all in, you know, the same look whereas you know, you want Spice the girls. You and want Bardo, the Ninja Turtles sort of vibe, separately. don't you?
0: You know, Leonardo's the leader of the pack. Donatello exactly. does machines. Raphael's what did Raphael do he's cool but rude or something it's and then pizza, Michelangelo uh, was the party dude so <laughs> you need to, exactly yeah
1: <laughs> exactly yeah and I think that's pretty much you can see that and so by the end when they've got those 10 people it's um the 10 choices for the for the finals um I don't know if Cherry would have fitted into that because yeah. whose, whose voice would because it's not just about look it's also about voice like whose voice was she gonna replace
0: it's True, do we hear much of her singing? I can't quite remember now.
1: We see, we hear her in the maybe the first episode. We heard her sing.
0: Oh, yeah, god, it feels like so long ago since episode one of Fruity Alexia because
1: we see, we saw her sing and we saw her tongue piercing. Remember, that's right, yeah. As yeah. She sings, oh,
0: yeah, and she's lisping. That's right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, we do anyway, they do lose a few of the uh clingers on that don't quite make it to the final 10. And I think one of my favorites, um, she's sort of and you know. I'm not the most, uh, what's it called, articulate person, <laughs> as proven <laughs> by the sentence that I'm trying yeah. to say now. Good job. But she's being interviewed in the street outside the, like, Back exit
1: with a cigarette and a lighter. Yeah, in her hand. <laughs> exactly.
0: And she's just been eliminated. And she says, "I see. I just seem to have an aura of being like too original, and that makes me detached from the group." And it's it's like,
1: very, very strange when you hear her out the back of this town hall. You know, she's obviously out there having a bit of a fag. Yeah. You know, the only camera operator, or one of the only two camera operators, has gone out there with her, presumably for their own fag break, because, you know. Why else are they out there? They've got so much stuff to film. Um, And it's later in the evening because it's nighttime when she's out there smoking. Um, And I don't know, when she sort of talks about being detached from the group, she kind of raises her eyebrows as if she's kind of, you know, sceptical of the whole thing. And, again, this is somebody we've never seen really on camera before this moment. So it's a weird moment that's been given to this contestant, this auditionee who – we don't really have any relationship to at it no. all. It's really quite. It could have strange. just
0: been a random vox pop on the street or something. Literally, could have been anybody <laughs> on the
1: street. They stopped. Excuse me. Could you pretend that you were auditioning for us and say this? Yeah. So it, is. yeah. <laughs> it was so strange. I know. You know the one that I loved, the girl that I loved who They actually got rid of a really fabulous girl. Her name was Natalie. I think it was Natalie Richards or something. She oh, was right. a, a Queensland girl and an opera singer. She was opera trained or, yeah. or something.
0: Oh, yeah, she was fun, wasn't she? Yeah. She was
1: really fun. She was really beautiful and I thought she was really great. And I think actually she's gone on to be a singing teacher herself now And she, or maybe I might be wrong but but she, yeah. I think she has and she's actually got some really great videos maybe on her Facebook or her YouTube. I went to have a bit of a stalk of her. Yeah. And she um, has some really great covers that she's singing, playing the piano and so it's nice to see that some oh, of right. them who really were connected to music and all that. You know their, their their craft. You know, yeah. I felt like with
0: work. with her, they said that it wasn't that she was bad. It was just her voice was more music theatrey rather than poppy. So it yeah, wasn't well, like I guess
1: I think they had to fit. They really had to fit molds, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I kind of get that. You know, it wasn't quite right for her, it but wasn't know, personal. Was still, it wasn't yeah. that
1: she wasn't any good. It was just that. Well, it wasn't that some of them weren't any good. It was just that they weren't right for what the role was they were casting, really.
0: Yeah. And she takes it very graciously, I think. Yeah. yeah. off oh, she goes. <laughs> Not like our friend in the alleyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, now so they're sort of down to the final fifteen and this is where they split them into little groups. And actually yes. none of none of them none of the five groups are what ends up being the five winners. So I no, wonder if they were thinking other things. I did think
1: that was interesting. None of them end up being the five um, that ultimately get the gig. But I wonder if they had already, you know, sort of tagged each of the girls with kind of a character or that's like what I thought a, too, a role. Yeah. And they've gone, okay, well, the let's say, you know, role one, role two, role three, role four, role five. Mm. Or, you know, personality A, personality B, personality yeah. C, whatever.
0: Baby, ginger, posh, sleepy and doc.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, baby, ginger, posh, sporty, scary. Yeah. And they've kind of gone, okay, well, here are the 15 girls. This is how they each drop into that kind of mould. And, you know, I, you, you can see that Belinda and Tiffany get put into a group together which, and they stand next to each other and they're fantastic. But obviously, we you know, Tiffany doesn't get chosen straight up. Um, Chantelle and Sophie are put next to each other and um, we know that obviously what happens there. Um, and Sally and Katie are together. Right not next to each other, but they're one person apart, I think. I mean, well-remembered. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I say that now without, <laughs> without actually checking. But, yeah, so it is interesting. So they are in groups kind of with people. Maybe there's some kind of mix of chemistry there that maybe the judges can kind of see. Um, but I, I really love this. This was kind of the bit that I remembered of the show before we started doing this podcast was all this behind-the-scenes stuff. It was so exciting to be seeing, you know, for the veil to have been lifted for us to see how this world happens, you know. And and I think Jackie O kind of says at one point, you know, there's not going to be any judging today. Nobody's going home throughout the day. There's not going to be sort of anyone pulled aside or sent home. It's basically going to be go, you split into fives, go, hair and makeup, wardrobe, do your performance, and then at the end of it, the day we'll let you know.
0: And they are oh, – this is one of my favourite parts actually because they do like this stylish montage also <laughs> so they're yes. trying to do, um, which, you know, the it's – I don't even quite know how to describe it because it's not – it's – I think what they were going for was Clueless, you know, when they get Britney yes, Murphy they and they're washing her red hair down the sink and then, you know, exactly. Alicia Silverstone slash, was her name, Cher sure, and that? Sure. Um, You know, has a little computer that picks outfits for you and, you know, what's there's a Can I, I Want to yeah. Be a Supermodel. I want to be a supermodel. Yeah, like classic, wonderful 90s montage. fantastic. Whereas in Pop Stars... They're sitting in what I, I mean, it looks like a year 11 media project. You can hear the echoey sound of the rehearsals going on in the background and there's some pervy teenager behind the camera, like in the ladies' toilets (laughs) with them. And they're literally sitting on those public, like slatted, public pool, changing room, slatted wooden bench things. Yeah, exactly. And doing the mascara over the sink. Um, I don't know. It's not... what i expected (laughs) it's quite crass
1: isn't it it's very crass to think that you know they've probably just gone you know brought in a rack of clothes and they basically said you know what fits you what fits you what fits you now go and do your makeup i love that there's one scene where they have some kind of hair or makeup artist or sorry wardrobe person sort of saying oh i really love it how this you know she looks great with her shoulders and her neck exposed you know she she really suits this style of garment or whatever she says Mm. and it's like Babe, come on, as if any of you were actually putting any time and focus into these poor girls. You were literally just dressing them up, slapping lipstick on them and sending them out there to their death. That's pretty much <laughs> what it is, sending them out to fight to the death. It's so strange. <laughs> and I think at one point Michael fly refers to them as being in competition with each other or competitors. And I just think that's kind of a crazy thing to think. Like it's so weird because it's – to think that they're kind of i mean they are in competition for roles and for jobs i guess but but to pit them against each other is just so yeah. icky and <laughs> um and later on just on this point you know having seen that little glimpse of the hair and makeup moment the montage um later on there is one of the girls who gets um ousted she actually goes into the back into the sort of the holding area and one of the girls goes oh, at least you won't have to cut your hair now. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was thinking, I wonder if more has happened that actually wasn't shot or that wasn't aired because obviously they've had conversations with some of these girls like, well, sorry, you're going to have to have your hair cut. Yeah, going to have or, her, all well, your teeth sorry. knocked out and put in some yeah. dentures so you can't because, be Because, you know, and then, <laughs> that made me start thinking the, five, the, the three groups of five, were they actually – the three groups that they were hoping would ultimately be the ones that worked. And that's why it's so hard to decide who they ultimately pick with. Did they actually do three ready-made groups kind of going, all right, well, we know one of them is going to stand out. And then none of them did just individuals did. So they had to henpeck.
0: Oh yeah. And pull
1: them out and make a group of five. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would they have talked about whose hair needs to be cut and who looks great with their long neck and shoulders exposed in this type of garment? Why would they have talked about all that stuff? Yeah. It would make no sense if they were just five randoms in that group, five randoms in that group, and five randoms in that group. This is why we need to get Cherry Weston
0: Pierce on to give us Well, she was gone by this point, so she's <laughs> not going to be in the She would have known.
1: Yeah. We need to get somebody else, one of the people that were on it by this point. Yeah. But the other thing, here is something that I know you won't have known Yeah. And anybody that's watched it, chances are
0: pretty high. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anybody that's watched it that is listening may not have noticed it either, but I am here, fear not, to to enlighten you. This is why we get you on. Right. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just me, yeah, talking about my elbows. Talking about nothing really. But so, so through that whole time of the, um, of the, the montage, the makeup and wardrobe montage where, you know, the girls are getting dressed and the camera's in there again weird with this behind the scenes teenage girls getting dressed cameras in bathrooms thing it's so Mm. strange and one of the girls is like no get away from me it's so weird but anyway um one of the things i noticed playing over the top of this montage is actually a song called other side of love which ultimately goes on to be on the debut bardo album there you go and I, it, so it's how did you spot it? Because <laughs> because I know the song from okay. the debut album, right. so it's obviously like the sample version of the track, unless it is the final recorded version of the girls played back over it because it was edited, you know, much later. Maybe
0: I don't know if this was edited much later. I think it was edited in camera. <laughs> you reckon it was edited <laughs> yeah. on the fly? Yeah, it, it probably was, was when the guy started hitting record. Is what that you saw, it. and when he stopped hitting, that was <laughs> where
1: the cut was. <laughs> His version of editing was play pause. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um, I yeah. think uh, yeah. So I think that that was kind of interesting to see that. So they obviously already had all the songs. You know, I think there were twelve songs in the debut album. They obviously already had the songs, and it was about who's going to sing this part of that song, that part of that song, and that part of that song.
0: Right. Yeah, so it yeah. just
1: kind of reinforces, really. You know, they were never looking for five individuals. They were never looking for five. Talents. They were never looking for five, you know, trained singers. You know, they were looking for five personalities who had the X factor and hopefully they could sing, hopefully they could dance um, and hopefully they had the right look and aesthetic and kind of, you know, be a part of this group and gel with everybody. And um, so, you know, just to know now looking back on it, you kind of think, oh, even this early on, they already had all the songs ready to go. Yeah, yeah. They had everything ready to go. So... At this point, it really is, watching it back, it really is out of the girl's hands.
0: Yeah, and this, this comes point. back to the Katie Underwood problem, which is why they keep saying, you know, she's <laughs> an unexpected whatever, you know, because yeah, she doesn't fit the mould. great but,
1: dancer, unexpected this, yeah. unexpected that, she improves every time. It comes back to that thing of, oh, well, she's clearly so talented. But yeah, it's, it's
0: just hard to hide how good she is. An issue to you know. fit
1: her into a mould. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's exactly my observation too. It's quite uncomfortable actually to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Now in hindsight.
0: Yeah, and you know, speaking of the songs like "Empty Room," we hear over and over and over again, and it's I had to. They finally they get to the final auditions, which is basically supposed to be this performance which they're doing in the town hall to basically the other contestants, and it feels really big and empty. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I had sort to of sort of empty of room. remind myself at this point while I was watching that that this was like, other than maybe the Olympics, the biggest production of the year, I reckon. It's huge. And there they were, like, standing on this dull little stage lit by some fluoro lights, you know, in front of this old mangy green town hall curtain. They're singing into mics um, as part of it, but they haven't, like, run what's going on through the mics into the cameras. It's coming out, it's just being pumped out into the hall and it's like it's not that hard to run a cable into the system honestly and it's just, <laughs> It does, yeah. it
1: sounds so tinny and all, the audio sounds so <laughs> tinny, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it made me embarrassed to be Australian for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely,
1: there was no production quality, you know, no production value in that, in that setup for those girls and, yeah. and um, it, it really was just five mic stands, microphones, not at all... You know, no testing, no levels, nothing was done beforehand. You can kind of tell because I think at one point, um, I think Belinda's singing, and at one point you can't hear her, and then her vocals kick in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really like the, strange. whoever was operating the sound forgot to turn her mic up, and so exactly. they quickly like,
1: quick, she's singing, Look, she's singing, <laughs> flick. It's yeah, so weird. <laughs> the other thing that I was thinking um was weird was um there are in a couple of the so you sort of hear you know a good bit of each group's song, um and. A couple of girls in it, in two, I think a girl in two groups, sings, like tries to do trills and, you know, oh, yeah. run, vocal runs and tries to really show off and they both get canned. Yeah. And I think that, I don't know if that's just because of they were never going to get in or if it's because, you know, look, we're not looking for a show off, we're not looking for a star to outshine the others. Don't, this is not about you, it's about a collective group. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm just, one I am reading now.
0: One of them's definitely quite off key, I think. <laughs> that might have yeah, been part of good. the problem. <laughs> yeah. There's this great shot, you know, because they're showing, you know, the contestants up there on the stage performing, then they sort of cut to the judges at one point, and Michael Napoli has, like, both his hands on the top of his head, like, grabbing his hair as yeah. if he's sort of thinking, like, what have I done? <laughs> How long am I going to be stuck, like, working with these people? <laughs> and when can I go back and hang out with Ratcat? The sharp and boom crash opera. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exactly what it is. He's sort of yeah. his hands are literally clasped on top of his head, yeah. and he's shaking his head like, "What the fuck have I gotten myself into?" That's exactly what he look on his face yeah. is. It's really, really interesting um, yeah. to, to sort of be watching. He's got his yeah.
0: career in politics already planned out of his. Um, you know, he started in that moment planning his career in the Liberal strategy. National Party or wherever yeah. he is. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then. Um,
1: what else know. did you notice about? Did you? What else did you notice about some of the girls that ultimately get in the band?
0: Well, I mean, for starters, Sophie Monk's very tall. Like when they're breaking everyone into groups, I don't know if she's wearing one of those big platform things with the heels that everyone was wearing at the time, but she looks like I mean, she's about heels. The, yeah, yeah, those <laughs> things. Yeah, <laughs> she's standing about a foot and a half taller than the rest of the people in her group at that point. I think.
1: <laughs> well, it's also because she's. For the angles you see Sophie, generally she's the, in the forefront of the lens too, I think.
0: Right, yeah, they've pushed her towards the front, do you reckon? That
1: could also be it.
0: Yeah. And then it's, I mean, it's hard because they're doing group work. It's not like they're singling out. They're concentrating a bit more on the people that they're sort of letting go in this episode. So it's not yeah. like you're seeing all these individual performances. So I mean, I can't even think which group Tiffany or Belinda was in. You know?
1: <laughs> they were in the group together, so that tells right. you a lot. Okay, yeah. About that group.
0: And I was, to be honest, the song was just driving me so mad that <laughs> I was like not concentrating. I was just gritting my teeth.
1: <laughs> Did you hate it that much?
0: Well, you know, I had to listen to it afterwards and the like the real thing, it's sort of like generic club, a bit of a Latino beat, which was popular at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. So I think even like that hasn't really stuck in my head as much as poison has i don't know it's just it's like the it's fine but it's not something that i've had on repeat since i think the ultimate
1: finished version of empty room that goes on to be the b side on the poison single is um in a way a lot more commercial than poison
0: yeah, yeah you know
1: that ultimately was their debut single and um number 1 but um but i think yeah empty room the finished version with all the editing and the production and the tuning and everything I think it actually is a really you know strong single obviously they chose poison which is great cuz we love poison and it maybe gave the girls a better chance to kind of show themselves off mm. separately whereas you know empty room I think is really just like a Sally and um Katie
0: yeah equal. and it's so it's just quite generic house music that I think Was the market was just flooded with it at that time. So it would have been really hard to get that kind of thing to stick out at that point. I think so too. Yeah, poison's a bit like there's a bit it's a bit funky and Yeah, it's it's a bit grimier. And I think
1: um at the empty room when Katie's singing in the final production of it, it actually sounds not dissimilar to kind of the stuff that Katie Underwood did herself later on. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I can kind of see that for, for her in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd struggle to think of what Katie Underwood did afterwards other than, was it Disco Montego? Montoya?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Disco Montego. That's it, um, yeah. She she featured as a vocalist on two Disco Montego tracks. She also had her own single, Danger, um, right, yeah, which yeah. was fantastic, and I think you would actually appreciate it. I also have it on CD Single. I might have been one of the only people that bought it. And she also <laughs> featured on a track with Mr. Timothy, the DJ, called Be Together. And it was so good. It was right. so it was such a good club song. They used to play it all the time at um, the Prince Nightclub in Melbourne. I don't even right, know if yeah, Prince yeah. is still there anymore, but it was such a vibe back in the day. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it was Mr Timothy, the DJ. But um, it was fabulous. And um, I can't believe you don't know any of those Katie Underwood yeah. songs.
0: I was just thinking she could have almost, if she, you know, sliding doors moment, she could have gone on to be the next Sia or something like that. Because it sounds like a very similar tra- trajectory
1: yeah, I look, 100%, yeah. I think so too. She definitely could have.
0: But I don't quite know. Yeah, I don't know if I don't really. <laughs> Maybe we need to get Katie out. Underwood
1: on to speak to her about it. We do, don't we?
0: Because actually a lot of what I remember her for afterwards was like being interviewed for like as a, is it a pundit? Is that the right words?
1: Like she Oh, like a social commentator yeah, on exactly. morning television.
0: Yeah, and they'd get her on to like comment on something or they'd have her on a good news week or something like that that was on at the time. and she, They tried so to became... do a show.
1: They tried to do a show. I don't know which network, maybe seven, tried to do a show called um, Thorpe's Angels. All oh, right, And it was um, Ian Thorpe and three women. And um, one of them was Katie Underwood. Um, oh. And I can't think, I think one of them was Simone C- Cassell, who was an actress. Okay. And somebody else. um, was it maybe Jackie O as well? I think maybe oh, right. I can't remember Thorpey's um, Angels, God, <laughs> and it was you know <laughs> that Ian rings Thorpe. such
0: a faint bell in my memory, but I don't I know think, how you <laughs> I think that's
1: what it was, or maybe it was called. I think it was called Thorpey's Angels or Undercover yeah. Angels or yeah, you know, Ian Thorpe's Angels or something like that. And I think it was Jackie O and Katie Underwood and Simone Cassell or Castle. I'm not sure okay. to say her surname, and she, can I she guess, was an actress.
0: Can I guess what it was about?
1: Um, sure. Do you remember? You remember what it was about? I think I remember what it was about without actually knowing. I think
0: Okay. My guess would be they were trying to cash in on Queer for the straight guy. And so they'd go yeah, around probably. to people's house and turn them into I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I think it was more like yeah. I think it was more like doing nice things for people. Like, you know, a lady needed I don't know, like a single mum needed a thousand dollars for something and oh, you know, right. Jackie O or Katie Underwood or Simone would turn up and give them $1,000 and bring in somebody to help them with something. Right. You know, or like or, a Jim
0: will fix it sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, somebody. By
0: U-Tree you, you Productions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> somebody like, you know, oh, she's lost her confidence. You know, she needs help. We're going to give her a suit and, you know, Katie Underwood knocks on her door and we're going to give her a suit and some confidence lessons or something. I, that's my memory of it. but. Look, I mean, look. This I don't think it was on air for very long. I think it was only a very short-lived run, and I'm, yeah. and I'm really, really talking out my ass. I should probably do <laughs> some googling before I speak again. We're going to have to issue corrections about this show. It probably wasn't even Jackie O. I'm probably making that up as well. Probably
0: wasn't even Thorpey. It probably wasn't even Katie Underwood. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, God. you're thinking of the 7:30 report. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It was funny watching this now. It really occurred to me how young everyone was. Like, Cherry looks really, really tiny. And then at the end when Chris Moss is giving a pep talk to everybody, um, there's this close-up of Tiffany. Yes. And she looks so baby-faced. She does. What I was thinking, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you know, everyone's so young, but it was more that I was even younger. And I looked up to these people as, like, these – Gods, because they were on television, you know. <laughs> You're and absolutely it's right. funny. How the yeah, the perspective sort of flips around. You're you know? absolutely
1: right. Like I was thinking the same thing when, um, at the very end, um, Chris Moss. You kind of see this moment of Chris Moss sitting in a meeting room with all the girls in the t- the final ten, and they're all reading over what I presume is some kind of production. Deal or some kind of uh, record yeah, label deal or some kind
0: of—he's trying to talk them into a dodgy contract, yeah.
1: basically—and <laughs> you know, kind of letting them know what their life is going to be like. And you get a close-up of Tiffany, who kind of looks at the camera and kind of pulls a bit of a face, like you know, this is really boring or whatever. And you get snippets of Sophie and some of the others, kind of listening with their arms folded, like intently. All these, all these young women, who really, you know, as you say, they're also young. You know, I think Belinda was twenty-four. I think she was the oldest person in the in the group by that point and maybe tiffany was sort of 23 but sophie i think was 19 um you know these are really young people and you make a really good point like you know you and i watching four
0: years older than us exactly (laughs) you and
1: i watching like 15 16 and and actually they go on with national television all of a sudden they seem so much older but actually they were just a couple of years older than us, like old enough to be our brother or sister. I mean, actually, literally old enough to be your brother and my sister, you know, actually. <laughs> yeah. So quite strange um, to watch it now thinking, wow, oh, they really were quite, they were little babies. And and um, also crazy to think by the end of it, you know, the final 10, they kind of corralled into a room with Chris Moss and, you know, other people presumably from the label hmm. talking about what to expect some when their life will yeah. change. Pardon? <laughs> some chaperones. And some chaperones, you know, <laughs> talking about what's going to happen with their life will change. You know, he. I think at one point he mentions, you know, boyfriends not being a reality and, you know, having a personal life. And I think, you know, the schedule is punishing and it's it's a lot less glamorous than you think. You know, entertainment is a lot less glamorous than you think. And, um, you know, never truer words been spoken those poor, Young women. Well, they've just been of,
0: hanging out with M- Michael Napthalai for two weeks. So <laughs> they, they already
1: know, don't worry. <laughs> well, this is why I think maybe by this point in the process, it's gone from being a Michael Napthalai-controlled process to being a Chris Moss Warner-controlled project. Right, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, you know, this episode, the way that Chris Moss is about um, Cherry at the beginning of the episode and then here at the end with the final ten, you know, kind of giving them some harsh truths, some harsh realities of being under contract with a major record label. Yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting to hear it because it really feels a little bit ominous when you when you hear it now. And you think, oh gosh, these poor young women are going to be sort of sent out to the firing line. Really, you know, they're yeah. going to sort of be be the the troops on the ground, and and it's quite scary, really. Yeah,
0: and they're already they already get sent out as well. Like randomly, they all go down to Bondi or Kudji or something, and they're forced to play like beach volleyball in their bikinis. Oh yeah, that was so weird. I was wondering
1: if that was I was wondering if that was added then or if it was added like if it was already filmed before that whole thing was done because as if they would have been handed their record label contracts and said, "Oh, well guys, we're going to keep you and go and play volleyball." As yeah. if
0: It looks like they were doing like just a media shoot that was randomly happening the next day, and you know, a new idea or something. Yeah, exactly. They ran out of things to cut into the show, so I think so too. I think that's exactly what it was. It was so staged,
1: and you know, it's so weird to see them like. You just think now, gosh, we would never ever put if if this show was being filmed again, we wouldn't put young women in bikinis on Bondi playing volleyball.
0: Not for a music contest. Not I'm sure for there a music are, contest. Like there are shows still going that are like all about that, aren't there? <laughs> like, <isn't laughs> there that there certainly yeah. <laughs> are.
1: <laughs> but we wouldn't do it for a music contest and I think that's so strange to think like and then that was the photo that went. I remember it being in the newspaper. I remember the photo ah, right. being, you know, in New Idea and different magazines and stuff and I remember thinking this is actually um, really quite strange. Yeah. Like they're in their bikinis. yeah. For no, for no apparent reason. I mean, Sophie and Katie, I think, are wearing sarongs. They have the right idea. Good girls. They're not letting people take advantage of them. <laughs> the new idea camera crew that is sitting behind the actual production crew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like we say this quite a lot, but I'm really excited now just to keep on watching and get to the next episode because we're down to the really juicy nuts and bolts and we're about to meet the final band, you know.
1: Me too. I want to get to know the girls a little bit better. Again, yeah. I want to become reacquainted with the girls. And I also can't wait for us to get through the series so we can talk about some of the songs on the album, yeah. the first album and the second album. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I just kind of can't wait. So we're going to have to, you know, smash through some of these so that I can, I can have my fill, my bardo fill. <laughs> well, and, I'm you know, definitely in, up for it yeah, me too, me too. And in the meantime, uh, people listening at home or wherever you are, uh, we have an Instagram, so send us a DM, flop us alike. Um, <laughs> flop us putting like. stupid words into the um, <laughs> teleprompter, flop us alike. Yeah. Um, That's still in there from last
0: time, you may recall. (laughs) You can also, uh, if you just love what we're doing, which of course you should be, and if you've made it this far into the episode, I question you if you're hating it. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) follow the link in the description of our podcast of this very episode you're listening to to our ACAST support page where you can send us a little bit of cash by means of a way of saying thank
1: you. And don't forget that our shows are published every Friday with mini on Tuesday. We still haven't figured out what to call our mini-sodes, so yeah. we, are, we are open to your suggestions. Please write um, in. And they're just a little um, early Please. in the week um, snippet to kind of wet your whistle before the big kahuna is yeah. dropped on Friday.
0: It's just like a little 15-minute, you know, Because I know you'll be missing hearing from us if it's only every Friday. So there's just a little tidbit, nothing to do really with the main pop stars project. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I have fun doing them.
1: (laughs) And and I have fun being a victim of whatever it is that you're putting me through in that (laughs) mini-site.
0: And, you know, as they say in this very episode next week, all will be revealed who are. Five five pop stars. stars. I wish I had a low voice. I just, you know, I'd really love because it's money for old rope if you can get, you know, a gig doing some voiceovers, but I've just got this high, like children's (laughs) voice.
1: (laughs) Voiceovers. For those of you listening, voiceovers is great money. Um, and actually, you know what? Um, my voice isn't that deep, but, um, for doing voiceovers, you really drop your voice right down really, really, really deep, right, right. in your boots. You come close to the mic. And, you know, next week yeah. we find out who will be the five pop stars and it's right down here. Actually, I sound like a local newsreader, so that...
0: <laughs> You've got the low growly register that I don't have, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I do. If anybody in the market for a low growly register, yeah, maybe I should put that on my resume. Low growly,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you should change your name.
1: What, to low growly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that could be my drag name. Low growly, I love it. <laughs> low growly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, well, until next time, low growly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. All right, have a good week. Bye. Bye. Can you feel it? Thank you. Can you feel it?
0: So this is quite early for me. Hmm? <laughs> we've started. Oh, <laughs> <Just> go- <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. I thought I thought you were playing the long credits, or we're we starting with just talking this time.
0: Yeah, well, we, we always do. <laughs> we start with talking, and then the theme song plays after we've um, finished shitting on about nothing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs>